150,000 acres of what was over 6 million acres in southeast Washington and northeast Oregon. Today they hold 172,000 non-continuous acres as their collective reservation. The Tomastelect Cultural Center was funded by the Wild Horse Resort and Casino. And we've just now entered the entrance to the exhibits and we commissioned a large photographic work here by Patrice Hall-Walters, who is a tribal member. She's a professional photographer and she made these beautiful magnified photographs of beadwork. And many of them are from our collection. They're too fragile to exhibit. Question we often get is where, how do we make the beads? And of course we don't. They were acquired through trade. And so once we got glass beads, we began to, we really went to town in making these beautiful, very fine, almost austere, some of them, the types of designs that Indian people used from geometric to pictorial. And that again reflects the influences on us. Before we had beads, we used porcupine quills. And we also made our own beads from petrified wood and shell and bone. At first, we used the geometric design. Then later, we came in contact with other Indians, such as the Iroquois, who made pictorial designs. And so our culture is constantly being shaped and influenced by other forces. The center offers language courses to ensure that unlike the Cayuse language that is nearly extinct today, other languages will be restored and retained. We're the Sahaptan people, the people of that language family, uh, ranging all the way from the Nez Perce down the Columbia River, the Umatilla and Walla Walla, they all speak languages that are related. For instance, upriver, the Nez Perce will say Kus for water, and the Nez Perce speakers here on the Umatilla reservation will say Kush for water, and then the Sahaptan people further downriver will say Chush for water. So that's one link that shows how all our languages are related. So everyone on the Columbia Plateau is related by, somewhat by language. The people are uh, bound by you know, commonalities in their life ways, but at the same time their dialects are somewhat distinct as well. These are our pictograph wall. The pictographs are drawn from Imatullam campsites along the John Day River area. And the Imatullam people, as they call themselves, were later named Umatilla when they came to the reservation. A Umatilla is the, the name designated by the federal government when they established the reservation. And we are in a confederacy, the Walla Walla, Umatilla, and Cayuse tribes. Well, as a modern person, the pictographs are very mysterious to me. They were the very most ancient images that Indian people created. Some of them have an inherent power, and that is our elders warned us that when you look at them, they can change you. And so there are certain images that our elders do not like to view. But otherwise, some of them are merely family emblems where people mark their fishing spot. So they, they really have a range of meanings. And some of the pictographs here actually tell stories. We have a modern artist on staff, Calvin Shillal, and he made a pictograph depicting the finding of the horse, which was a very significant historic moment for us. Many universal meanings, the sun, the fish, counting, uh, units of measure. And we're approaching the Coyote Theater. And of course, Spilyai the Coyote was a very important figure to many of our people. 
and it was an explanation for the reason why things are as they are. And there are hundreds of stories about Spilyai, the coyote, back in legend time, that time before people, how he helped the creator by preparing the world for humankind. And there's many other stories in which Spilyai is a teacher. Through his flaws and through his fallibility, he teaches humans the very worst case scenario and how they might be prepared to act. So for young children, it was important to know the situations that others had faced and how they had reacted. And it was a preparation for a harsh world, a world in which they would have to make a lot of decisions and choices. So it, it was important at that time for children to know the very worst things that could possibly happen, whether it was menaces from the physical world or the problems experienced among people. That was something that came to them through the stories, not having a written language.